Happy Hope Day, everyone, and welcome back to Life Works Better with Coach Mel. I think we're now in fall. I think we're still in summer before, but we're fall now. It's beautiful outside. I'm ready for my Principio flavors for the fall. Yes, here we so go. It's a good. It's a good season. It is. I feel good about this season. So do I. Yeah. And if I hadn't before you said that, I would now. I can imagine you not ever feeling positive and just warm and fuzzy all over. Well, I tried. Uh, I tried feeling negative one time, and I felt so much like someone else that I didn't like. Yeah. That I just said, okay, I'm finished with that. I'm glad because I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine you not being yourself. I look forward to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, so do I. And we are, uh, according to what I hear mm-hmm. on the last part of the last podcast, that right. we're supposed to finish up education. Yeah, we have, you have one more in you. Yeah, at least. At least. You know, but you know what I don't like about it? Let's hear April it. won't be here. Yes, you're right. She's been with us for four great episodes. And yes. I love your daughter. She's well, awesome. Thank you. And she will be back sometime in the future. And oh, wonderful. Yes, and we'll do something else. You think we can get her husband back? I doubt it. But I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun with him, though. He was funny. He was yeah. funny. But he it was, was good. It was a good show, yes. a good series, and really enjoyed her being here and, and just being a part and you know, having us all sit around with some Principio Coffee, who's the sponsor of Life Works Better. So it's it's always good fellowship with Principio. Yes. And we have just this uh, session that, or this series that we've gone through about, uh, excuse me. Are you <laughs> that, working that, that a little was, something that, there? Well, that was my wife calling. Oh, Cherry. And I think it's the first time that I ever didn't take her call. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I tell you what. You can take the call. We won't tell anyone about the conversation. We'll just keep it a secret here in, in your world, here on the podcast. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he's checking things out, guys. Again, we want to say thank you to Principio Coffee, who is the sponsor of Life Works Better with education and life works better with coach mail uh we're definitely excited about what principio is doing and and the different things that they're doing in honduras remember that all of your purchases with principio coffee the subscriptions you get each month uh goes towards honduras and that's to help with their education uh to build water wells and uh to build um, development, economic development there in Honduras, and all the proceeds from Honduras will help out in that. So certainly go out to PrincipioCoffee.com. That's PrincipioCoffee.com. Go out there and grab that subs- subscription and see what you can do to help the amazing people in Honduras. And uh, Coach Mel goes there periodically throughout the year and uh, always gives us updates. So uh, a big kudos to Principio and what they're doing with LifeWorks. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Cherry, okay? Cherry is fine. Wonderful. And uh, yes, and, and uh, thanks as the hostess to give me permission to take that call because my I, pleasure. I, I, tell, uh, I tell folks that when Cherry, my wife, when she calls me, I always like to take it, mm-hmm. even if I'm talking to God, because God will understand. Yeah, he did give her to you. Yes. Yeah. And God understands. And if it's wrong, he will forgive me. Yes, he will. Easily. I love it. Not that Cherry won't, but it just may take a little more. Yeah, maybe a smidgen more. <laughs> maybe a smidgen. And so here we are. We're down to real life here. Life yeah. works better with education. Yes. And 
we're going to talk about uh, about education and, and one of the things that this series has done mm-hmm. for for me and for my daughter April who is an educator mm-hmm. down in Louisiana is that we have put together a uh, a program through LifeWorks through coaching mm-hmm. that is especially for teachers. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. I remember you talking about that. I believe in the last series, series four. Okay. Uh, actually, the last episode, episode four, um, talking a little bit about that. So I'm excited about where you are with it right now. Yes. Well, we're uh, we're actually putting together a uh, a program now for uh, just for uh, specific school districts, and what we will do is is contact uh, the school district, the administration there, and see if we can get an appointment with them, mm-hmm. and just see what what their needs are. That LifeWorks may be able to. To, to benefit and mm-hmm. one of the things of course is uh as coaches we want to to help the teachers balance their personal and professional life which is always a challenge for any working person mm-hmm. and and uh, most teachers are moms ladies and so there's a lot more to balance there a different there are different types of plates mm-hmm. to keep spinning right for a mom that's working and then we have the the tremendous challenge that COVID brought to all of us worldwide, but especially to teachers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and to just some, uh, some unsure steps in leadership. I'm not going to say that they were wrong, but we just didn't know. No one knew what they were doing. Right. It's just like, well, what do we do about this? And it's like, no matter what, what you did or what anyone did, or no matter how someone responded to it, there would be one person or group of people that would just know for sure you were wrong no matter what you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we want to help the teachers be able to recover from that and uh, to increase parental engagement uh, through the coaching process. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all excited about that. Well, you know, Coach Mel, from the time that we talked on one of your uh, episodes, I have been reading more about the shortage, especially in Birmingham. Hmm. And so there are teachers who are actually leaving in the middle of the day and never coming back. Oh, wow. Yeah. There are people who are, are close to being tenured leaving. There are people who are close to retirement leaving. You know, and it doesn't matter if they're not, if it doesn't position them in the best way for their retirement, they're just getting out of there. And you know, when I think about the podcast that we had um, with you in April, and and I was thinking about how much it's needed more now than ever before. But when you're having a shortage in, in places like Birmingham, and I'm sure in some other cities and states, that they cannot keep the teachers, number one. And then when those teachers leave, it's hard for them to get more teachers to come in because people who have um, you know, just majored in education are changing their majors and they're just not interested in going. And so I, I really commend the effort and the campaign uh, that you and April are working on in her city. And I believe it's going to be very well received. Yes. And just, just by you saying that is, is going to uh, put a, 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 a bit of urgency uh, in me about contacting some people here mm-hmm. that uh, just to see who, who we could talk with. Because uh, an interesting thing about it is that there are a lot of funds, so the, the, the funding is not the, the challenge now. It's like you said. I mean, if, if there's no one that wants to work as a teacher, it doesn't matter how much, you know, funding you have. 
Uh, I mean, they may have to increase the pay, but mm-hmm. that, that's all a politically charged thing that just right. doesn't happen right away. But there are a lot of federal funds out there for projects to help teachers, but they, no one yet has come up with something that, that, could, uh, that could benefit the teachers mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in, in the unique way that uh, uh, to fit the challenges and meet the challenges that they have now. Right. So uh, this whole thing is not just hopefully helped other people in terms of education to see education a bit differently and be involved with it uh, more, uh, more broadly and specifically even, but also for me as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and as someone with a coaching business, and someone that uh, writes curriculum about coaching and, and trains coaches, certifies coaches, uh, it's really um, in, uh, inspired me to, uh, to really take it to the, to the need, to the teachers, and uh, let's see what we can do to help. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a need. Uh, and like I said, based on what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, and I have people that I know that works in the school systems and and even not just in the state of Alabama, but in other states too, uh, there's a huge disparity there. And there's a big need for the coaching component that you're offering so that we can keep these teachers in a better light. So uh, I'm excited about what you're doing. Yes, well, thank you. And so uh, I wanna talk some more about uh, how life works, how life does work better uh, with Mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. And and again, we've talked about a, a much broader perspective on education. And that education, the word actually goes all the way back to the Latin, Mm. uh, uh, classical Latin, uh, the verb, two verbs, educar and educare. And uh, both of those we get our idea of of education from now. But the original meaning of those words meant to draw out or to bring forth. And so someone who's truly educated is someone who has had something drawn out of them. And we put this in the context of, of, uh, of LifeWorks Life Coaching, where one of our powerful assumptions, one of our presuppositions, as the philosopher would say, one of our uh, granted beliefs, our foundational beliefs, is that every person has, is, uh, that's living was created in the image of God mm. and with the image of God. And there's no amount of evil, no amount of personal wrongdoing or cultural <clears throat> influences that can totally do away with that image it's the image of god mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there <laughs> they're just all these other things that mar that image so to me uh drawing out the way that god wants to present himself through you drawing that out of you is true education mm-hmm. and all the things that you may need to learn uh, particular desires uh, dreams hopes passions that you might have, uh, all that's part of it. That's part of how it's displayed. Mm-hmm. But to really become an educated person, to me, would be to have that image of God that's placed within you drawn out and presented to the world in a way that would honor the person whose image you bear. Mm-hmm. And that's God's wow. image. Yeah. So to put that as the general context of education, and then... Uh, everything else that we learn, it's, it's for that purpose. As, that, as the image of God becomes more clearly displayed in one person's life, one of the effects is that it encourages others to do what they need to do, and that's where 
uh, our hand and God's hand works with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, again, I go back to the to the old fellow with the 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 empty lot that had weeds and all in it, and he worked hard and made it into a nice garden. And the pastor came along one day and said, well, Brother John, just look at this beautiful garden the Lord has. And Brother John said, well, preacher, you remember what it looked like when the Lord had it by himself? Mm. Wow. (laughs) So that's part of that image. That image of God looks like a grassy uh, lot sometimes. Looks like something that may not be worth much. But that fellow was a gardener, and he knew that down below those weeds and those rocks, there was some soil because God created that soil to produce something so that no matter how it appeared and no matter how it had been used or what others had thought of it, he knew there was something of value. So he put some effort, and he let the image of God come forth through that vacant lot. So, Coach, when I I think about what you just said, and where some of these teachers are as it relates to education. How do you how do you reposition these educators to want to look at this garden of students and bring the image of God out of that? When it looks like God is nowhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt something here on okay. the radio that yes. we really need to have on video. But if so, whoever's listening to this, if you would get a pen yeah. and, and paper, okay, mm. and I'm going to do it right here on my Remarkable 2 yeah. pad. And I'm going to do it on my Remarkable as well. We're both <laughs> remarkable here. <laughs> we are. Okay, so uh, get, your, get your pen and, uh, and, and paper out and... I want you to write these letters, all capital letters, and no spaces anywhere. All right? Okay. Okay, so the first letter is a G. Write a capital G. Then the next space, write a capital O. And then a D. Now an, an I. And an S. Now make all this as one word, no spaces anywhere. Okay. N. O. W. H. E or E. Looks like one long something. Okay, so Clarissa, look at that and tell me what you see in that. What does that say? I think I'm right. I just kind of pulled it out there. God is nowhere? Yes. Okay, now that's, that is what it says. That's what those letters say. Okay. God is nowhere. Now, what would happen if you make a break, a word break, between the W and the H in where? And then read that. Oh, God is now here. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's pretty cool. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It is. Wow. So, and what what you said just about somebody looking at, okay, this this God is here. (laughs) It doesn't look like anything like God. Okay. So, we're, we're looking at life, we're looking at others, we're looking at ourselves, we're looking mm-hmm. at society, and we're saying, God is nowhere. Yes. Okay, take that same message and just separate the letters just a little differently. Mm, I love this. And God is now here. here. Mm. And it just comes with a shift in our understanding mm. of what's there. The letters weren't changed at all. Mm-mm. 
perspective. Yes. And, you know, it's very interesting. I've done this on, on numerous occasions, and very few times do people see God is now here. Wow. Very few times do mm-hmm. people see that first. Wow. It's mainly God is nowhere. nowhere. Because there's just something in us that is a bent to the negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, psychologists tell us that, that for every negative thing that we hear about ourselves— we have to hear at least seven positive things about ourselves just to get back up to a balance. If someone tells a child, you'll never amount to anything, then someone has to come along and say at least seven times, you are wonderful. You are powerful. You can do this. You can do whatever you want to. You have great value. You see how that just, I mean, and I only did it five times. I need to hear it seven times for every one time. And so there's just something in us because it's just, it's almost uh, any lazy person can become uh, a critic and a pessimistic critic. That's right. Because anybody can go out there in that garden and find some dirt. But it takes someone who is educated, that is, who has had something of value brought out of them to go out there and find a way to transfer that nutrition and that soil into a carrot and then prepare it in a way that someone would want to eat it so that they could again get the nourishment that's in that garden, that's in that soil. Wow. No one wants to eat dirt, but all the things that we love to eat come from it. And so we basically educate that dirt. We draw out of that soil Mm -hmm. what was there. We have to till it. We have to clear it. We have to... Sometimes fertilize it. We have to plant it. We have to cultivate it. We have to water it. We have to tend it. We have to harvest it. We have to prepare it. All those things, that's all education, and that's, uh, that's what we do with each other. Mm-hmm. And then having the right tools. Yes. And the necessary tools. I've, I've realized that what may have worked 20 or 30 years ago may not necessarily work today. Yes, you're exactly right, because the pressures are different. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in in interviewing and talking to some teachers, and of course, uh, I am one of, in a line of four generations of teachers. Oh, wow. My mother and me, my daughter, and then my granddaughter. Wow. We've all been involved in education on a number of levels. Mm -hmm. And so just just being in that and talking with them and talking with others involved in education, all the way from uh, administrators and even uh, even our support staff at the schools, the the hardworking men and women that that keep it uh, sanitary and clean, especially being overworked with COVID and everything, but those people who who want to make it safe and clean uh, to our nutritional workers there, who you know uh, do the best they can with with what's available for for food uh, and for some nourishment, all those people there there's a there's a different uh, setting there now. And so that's why we need to have a, uh, a different application in this soil. We need to handle this soil a little differently now right. because this soil has, has become toxic mm-hmm. because of the influences. And then you add to that the violence that's been introduced to our schools all the way down to the elementary school yeah. and, and, and kindergarten and then all the way up through. So we add all that, that, that soil has become toxic. And so where it all begins is in order for, before uh, everyone can be educated, 
someone has to be educated. And before everyone can be educated, someone needs to be educated. So I would like to just challenge our listeners. You be the one, the power of one, whatever is truly in you. So be honest with yourself. Uh, get you an accountability partner. We call him a coach. Yeah. Hey, send me an email at melvo 52 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I would love to, to interact with anyone about this because it, we all have Garden of Eden-type soil in our soul. And just because Adam and Eve were sent out doesn't mean that the garden is of any less value. And just because we've been separated from that doesn't mean that we can't go back <laughs> and do what it takes to, uh, to get really what's in us, you know, uh, to be brought forth. So a real education is this. God has placed within every person something that's unique for, for his or her time and place. And his image can be seen by others in a unique way that only you, Clarissa, are able to show. Right. And there's someone in your time frame right now within your sphere of influence who needs to see the image of God that he's placed within you. And so as an educator, it is my, my pleasure and my joy to, to, to have some part in drawing at that forth. So when I hear you talk, Coach, I'm thinking about hope. Yeah. And I'm thinking about how some teachers may have lost that or seen that uh, what they're doing is, is null and void and, and, and to have, to make an impact is hopeless. So how do they find that hope again? Okay, we have a series for that. Uh-huh. It's the first series, Life Works Better With Hope. Okay, and I want to remind us all that we took uh, HOPE as an acronym, H-O-P-E, and the H stood for help. Okay, and I want every person that's listened to this to know that if you feel hopeless, you are not helpless just because you are hopeless. Because uh, we're here to help. And every person who has hope has been helped and every person who is hopeless needs help so the way I like to look at it to simplify things if someone just feels hopeless the first thing they need is not hope the first thing they need is help Mm. (laughs) that's right and then that help brings about hope and that help is is to assist them in determining what it is that, that they would really like to do for someone else, mm-hmm. not for themselves. Mm-hmm. Hope is never centered on just what one can do for oneself. Hope is always a sharing commodity. Mm-hmm. So that's what we like to do. We like to assist people to understand what it is within them. And I just know God's placed that within every person, the desire to do something for someone else. And, and one person told me one time, yeah, I want to do something for somebody, and it's because I don't like them. I want some vengeance. Okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> I think we've all been there at some point yeah. in time. <laughs> so let, let's talk about what you want to do. Okay, right. well, you, you, you can't do it in the condition that you're in. Let's talk about what do you really want to happen to that person? Wow. 
Wow. What do you want to happen to you on the way to doing to that happening to that person? Mm-hmm. Let's get some help here. Let's get some perspective. So see, even if what you want to do is to hurt somebody, that's still something within you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that that's a drive. That's, that's a right. desire. That's right. So it, it's a desire to be connected. So mm-hmm. uh, let's get some help, and that's what we want to do. We want to help people. We want to help teachers. And uh, I, I just want to want to share this. Uh, it, it, it's from my own educational background, mm-hmm. my educational experience, that and just to, to let people know uh, that there's something, and with everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, there's been something that's just kind of they've been curious about something in the past, and they've always wanted to learn more about it but just never did. I'm saying right now, go look that up on Google right now as soon as you finish this podcast or stop the podcast right now mm-hmm. and find some place that you can learn something about what it is that you want to know more about mm-hmm. because there's some connection between our passion and our curiosity, and that's a connection that's divinely made. Yes. And as we follow that curiosity, then we're able to, uh, to discover that passion. And something that I think we talked about uh, a couple of uh, episodes ago, that whatever unlocks my passion is the key to my calling. Mm, yes. And we, and we begin to understand curiosity is what knocks on the door of passion. Mm. That's curiosity knocking. What are you curious about? Wow. Follow that curiosity. It will take you to that door and then that curiosity is the key that will unlock your passion, and you'll be able to understand that. So, and then uh, to just know for sure that you know that there's something there for you. I mean, uh, and just, I was just telling this story to, to someone even today, Clarissa, in, in my office at a, a, a coaching session, that when I first came to Birmingham, can I just go ahead and say how long it's been? 52, mm-hmm. 52 years ago. Wow. This fall. I was 17 years old. I graduated early from high school. And uh, never had, I never had uh, spent any time in a city as big as Birmingham, even though it's not a big city. Mm-hmm. It was big compared to rural Louisiana. Right. So I showed up here and uh, went to the college where I was supposed to uh, – go I thought and I stood in line the registration line and uh, the registrar said uh, sir we don't have any record of of your application I said no I applied here and this is where I'm supposed to go to school they said I'm sorry we don't have any record of it they said if you'll wait till everyone else finishes let's see what's going on so I did and so then they said your name again and I I told him and so he went in the back and he came out and he had a letter he showed me a letter and it was uh, a, uh, a letter of non-acceptance. Wow. And I had not received that letter in the mail. But they told me, and, and I read it, said, uh, Dear sir, we regret to inform you that because of your ACT score being so low, mm-hmm. we cannot accept you as a student at our college. Mm. I had an ACT test of 17. I had a score of 17. Wow. And I used to not tell anyone that. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I didn't know I could take it twice. I went to a small rural school. I took it one time, 17. Okay, I don't know. And I thought, well, out of 100, that's not very good. And they said, no, the best you can do is 36. I said, okay, well, that's not half bad. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 17, I know enough of math to right. know that's, that, 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 that's only half bad. 
But that still wasn't enough. So mm. I told the registrar, I said, sir, I spent all my money to get here, and I'm 500 miles away from home. And so tonight, I don't have any other choice. I'm either sleeping in that dorm or I'm going to have to sleep on your couch. All right, Coach Mel. And he said, uh, well, wait just a minute. Let me see what I can do. He went in the back office again, and he came out, and he said, well, uh, we'll make an exception. And I thought, yeah, just to keep me off your sofa. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I made him believe that. Yeah. He said, yes, we'll make an exception. We will accept you as a student here, but it has some pretty strict boundaries. Okay, let's hear it. I thought I was going to have to get up at 4 o'clock and scrub floors right, or something every right, day. Right. He said, we'll accept you for this first semester, but if you don't, uh, if you don't meet the, make the right grades, then uh, we'll have to dismiss you, and you'll have no further recourse. I said, okay. So I studied really hard that semester, and I made the dean's list. Wow. And that registrar brought me in his office, mm. and he's the one that showed me the paper, showed me that I had made the dean's list, and he was so proud of me. And that man's name was Lloyd McFadden. I think he passed away several years ago. Mm. But uh, I really appreciate what that man did for me. And there's someone else out there that, that you can do something for. That's right. And, I mean, we're, I finished college there, uh, went into the ministry, started some businesses, uh, got one master's degree, did some more work, some more mission work, some more entrepreneurial work, had opportunity for a second master's degree, and so I went there, did that. And from someone who had an ACT score of 17. And those test scores, I'm, they're finding out now, even the person that wrote the ACT and the SAT, they're saying, hey, they don't really do anything. All that was just a way for us to make money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they did. It's interesting that they would even admit that now. But I tell that story uh, just for, for everyone that there is, there is something within us that's worth educating. Yes. And so let's find what that is. And let's, let's bring that out. Let's get around people that will bring out of us what God has put in there. That he, is, that he wants to use, and that's real education. And life does work better with education, especially the kind that is personal and the kind that presents the image of God that he's placed within us all. Nice. What a way to end a series. This has been great. Um, I like the fact that you said that using the key of curiosity unlocks passion. And I think that's where some of our teachers have lost is passion for teaching. Yeah. Yeah. But life works better with education. Yes. And life works better with our educators. Yes. And this is a great shout out to all the educators and all yes. the teachers. Here, here. And we want to help. And if mm. you're an educator or teacher out there, contact us. Yes. We, we have some things that can help. Life works. Dot coach. Is that it? Lifeworks.coach. Life okay. yeah, Lifeworks.coach. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you reach out there, reach out to Coach Mel, and, and let's get, get some help out there for our educators. Yes. It'll be great. All right, guys. We'll see you next week with a new series. Bye-bye.